Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year-age, double-pot distilled, non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy, round, and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly French walnut, resolving the sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick. Respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Maddie Gladden Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year-aged bourbon is double pot distilled and non-chill filtered and has a full-bodied mouthfeel with eucalyptus, molasses, clove, ginger, and slight citrus as well as grains of paradise. The finish is long and reappearing on the back of the tongue with notes of pepper, tobacco leaf, and mint cream. All of our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick, respect the grain, please enjoy responsibly, and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. This is it's 10 a.m. tiny right here. Not work all day, 9.30 at night tiny. This is freaking power juiced. Got up at 5.30, got in a whiskey line, and freaking nailed the crap out of it, right? That's the tiny this is. <laughs> Tiny's pumped up. Woo! So tell, so tell us about that tiny. What happened at 5.30 this morning? I got in. I went to this. Oh, by the way. Uh, we are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. I'm Tiny. This is Young Nose Johnson here for his Saturday morning appearances that he has been right diligent. I think it's three months in a row, correct? I think we've been doing yes, it. Yes, sir. Yep. yep. Uh, you we've, get... we've been getting into the swing of things with, you know, got some samples, got some bourbon going, got, got some supply. Yeah, that's what we needed. <laughs> right, right. We've got it down how we're going to do it. It took us a little bit of a little while. We weren't sure. And, you know, and he was talking and he's like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, we're going to make this freaking work. That's what we we We've done it. So yeah. figured out the time <laughs> that we can do it where it's perfect for what we're doing. You will hear a little bit of background noise from my podcast because this podcast is happening at 10 a.m. And I have a five-year-old granddaughter running around and all the shit's going on upstairs. But I'm downstairs here in the podcast room and ready to go having a blast. But in that line <laughs> this morning... So uh, those of you who, uh, one of the things I like to do is to promote the podcast. I go uh, Saturday morning, I have my favorite uh, hot spot that I get whiskey. I've befriended all the people, but there are new people every single time in that line. And I've got Scotchy Bourbon Boy cards and I talk to them and really promote and do that. So that's the main reason I'm going in line. But... Also, the tasting business that I'm working on uh, as a executive bourbon steward, 
you want to use that, and I'm starting to, I've got the glassware, it promotes the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, but it also makes you a little bit of, you can make some side money through the business, through these these tastings. So you got to have the bourbon for the tastings. And I'm not, I just don't want to rely on Super Nash for all the bourbon for these tastings. So what I want to do is somehow keep getting my own bourbon in, but paying the MSRP prices. I don't want to be paying. If someone wants a high-end tasting and I can't get like Pappy 15-year, I can get Pappy 15-year, but they got to pay for it. So right. yeah. you know, Pappy 15-year is $1,700, I mean, it just depends on the secondary market. And if I have to pay yeah. that for the tastings, I'm not paying it. The people who want to taste it would be the ones that were paying it. And there's a lot of people who want to do stuff like that. But when I'm offering these tastings, like these group tastings at, at dinners or whatever, and I can go in, I can have my own bourbon. And one of the bourbons that I will be offering in these tastings is Blanton's. I mean, everybody loves Blanton's. It's just this huge popular thing. I think in at Christmas time being who I am, I had like 35 people ask me if I can get Blanton's. And I told a couple I would try, but it never came available. So today was the first time it became available and I had a little thing. So there's a case, there's a case at the liquor store. So I get there and I'm like, well, last week, Colonel Taylor Smallbacks, the guy was here at 5.15. He was first in line. I got to be there by 5.30. So I get there at 5.30. Now, in the state of Ohio, we are really nice people. And it's and we don't respond to cold well. I'm a Wisconsinite. I could care less. But most people. <laughs> so when you get to these places at 5.30 in the morning and it's not opening, to, the store's not opening till 7. And then the liquor store doesn't open till 9. People are waiting in their cars. Now, if you do this in Kentucky, right, and wait in a car and you, someone walks up and gets in line at the distillery, you're shit out of luck. There's no such thing as fucking car lines in Kentucky. There, there's no chair lines in Kentucky. There's no car lines in Kentucky. It's you there no matter what. And there's no saving spots. Like, you can't put a chair down. Now, the only thing you might be able to get away with is your wife comes with you at 530 in the morning and you put it, you both set some chairs, but in some places they don't even allow chairs, but you establish her there and then it's cold out. So she goes back into the car and she can come back out when the lines, you know, when it's getting close. That's okay. She never left the distillery. But oh, in, in some cases, they'll let somebody, they'll let, she's like, I'm going to go get coffee and donuts. And they'll let that happen too. You know, well, yeah, because she's there and it makes sense. Right, right. For, for a couple of people. Right, right, right. So that's fine. But other than that, you have to be. I've been, I've rolled up at a distillery at 445 yeah. and I put, they at the time let us put chairs. I put the chairs down. I sat down and then 12 people came out of the car, their cars. And then they didn't say a word to me because I was first in line. That's Kentucky. You got to be in line. Everything else is off. But here in Ohio, I walked up. The first thing I did is walk up to the one guy. He's like, I'm three in line. And I'm like, who's who's got the list? And he pointed it out. So all of a sudden, he points out the list, and I'm seven. Now, everybody knows Cases of Blanton is six. So I made the decision at 530 in the morning, am I just going to go back home and go to bed? Or am I going to stay, hand out my cards, and try and get what else there was there was uh antique 107 which was fu- which was worth us 
it's worth worth sitting around and handing out cards and talking. I'm so glad I stayed. So one, I met a couple guys. I believe uh, Carl was one. Uh, and then we talked and he's like a YouTube guy. And he was so excited to start listening to the YouTube. He's already listening to it right, you know, probably right now he's listening to the all of our YouTube because he likes it <laughs> in the background. He just listens to podcasts. He said, I'm running out. So he's happy to do that. So it was great talking to him. And so that was something. In, in, and But then all of a sudden, about 8.30, I'm looking, and someone goes, well, one guy, he goes, everybody moves up. And I'm like, what? And he goes, the guy that was sixth in line heard that there might, when you distribute a case of something to the people from a, sto- a store, they are responsible for supplying bourbon to or whiskey to bars and restaurants and they have to give up a certain amount of what they're shipped to bars and restaurants i think it's like 30 whatever so on a blanton's case it, it you could lose two bottles and only four people could get it it's happened sometimes there's only five bottles not six the case someone gets something from the case as far as a bar or a restaurant so i never knew that that's Interesting to know about. So the guy heard that at a different Giant Eagle, there's only three people there. So he quick booked off to the other Giant Eagle, and I'm now sixth. And I'm like, what? I'm sixth? I've been waiting, and I'm getting rewarded? Because usually I've been seventh, eighth, and, and every single time, whatever's hot, nobody ever skips. Like It's like there's six bot- bottles of blends. All six people in front of me were getting Blantons. So that one guy left. So if it was a full case, I'm going to get my Blantons for my tasting. I'm not that excited about Blantons, personally. I can tell people what they can like. I can tell them all about the brand. I know it inside and out. But personally, I would never have bought this bottle. It's $65 out the door, which is reasonable. People pay two, three hundred for it. But at the same time, I have enough for myself personally. But this would be so that I could offer it for a tasting. So I got that, went back in line, got an Antique 107, headed back off, and we started podcasting just like this. <laughs> but that's the lines. Well, he's all pumped but, up, but, so that's why. But in Ohio, you can have a car line because it's cold. And people here in Ohio are a little bit reasonable to some things. And I was, you know, that's one thing I want to get out. Like, just make sure if you, you know, why would you, if someone came at one o'clock in the morning and has been sitting in their car in a, in a grocery store, you know, parking lot, and you come at, you know, 5.30 or 6 o'clock, you should not be ahead of that person. Now, in Kentucky, everybody knows the rules. It's not when you're in your car. It's not when you're nothing. It's right there. And every single distillery or liquor store will always tell you, that's what it is right there. But that's not how it works in Ohio. That's just a little different thing I want to put out there. But I got new listeners, 20 cards handed out, great time in line, and great great bourbon to start, you know. I can uh, to start your week. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, Tidy. This that's is a, the, that's a great story. This is a kickoff I've, week. I've I've never really had that experience personally i know i know i've heard you and super nash going out when we went to bourbon festival and that sort of thing but it's just like it's not really something that i've gone out and done you know what i mean as far as like the bourbon hunting experience i mean i hear these stories and it sounds awesome but in that situation if it were me i'd probably just be like standing there 
you know, like just waiting. No, because bur- bourbon, bourbon guys. No, bourbon yeah. guys. Bourbon guys are awesome, and they're talkative, and they got stories just like I have a story. They all talk. They're yeah. everybody that I, pretty much the line is now right. The, the regulars I know, but I'm gonna basically be meeting the owner of the cigar bar up in up towards Akron. That one of the guys in line goes to, and he wants me to talk to the owner about tasting. So this is where a lot of networking that you can do, you know, you could do all this networking and get it Mm -hmm. done. And it just has so much value to the podcast. So if you're in line, if you ever go in line, you better at least challenge yourself for 15 cards. And in that line, you walk away by all, all I do is I say, I... I'm a part of the Bur- a bourbon podcast. We also have a group. We have a Facebook group. We're on YouTube. We're on all the media. Mm-hmm. We're national, but we're also local. If you want to come to our meetings and I hand them who wants a card and they all, whoever takes a card, then I walk after the line and pick up two or three of the cards that got dropped on the floor. That's just how <laughs> this works. You just, uh, I understand. Uh, I would say that if someone asks you for, you know, about a bourbon, whatever in the future, and you ask, just say, I'm not interested. It doesn't hurt our feelings. And this way, my card stays a little bit cleaner. <laughs> but same thing. Ah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have Super Nash. Super Nash knows a really good liquor store that's by you. He was telling me about yeah. this. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to have to. Do one I was of these. Ask him about it. But yeah, I wasn't you, in Charleston, so what, I was going to have him take me there. <laughs> yeah, but 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 it's not like he can't tell you where it is and you go. But I'm going to challenge you on one of these Saturdays or one of these release days that whatever you can work out that you go to that like if it's a release on a Saturday morning and they got a cookout and they're doing lottery tickets and they'll do drawings and everything so you could buy a bottle. He's got a couple of places that he goes that he does that. You do it once. Talk to the people. And hand that card out and get to know your liquor store, start to get to know mm-hmm. your, your liquor store owner so that he knows you're podcasting. And even though you're not like huge as it, it, whatever in, into that as far as, you know, how many times you're podcasting. But if you give out 15 cards there and promote the podcast while you're there, I guarantee you, if you did that, you'd have just the best time because... Every single time I ever do it, the people there, the one time I was at Heaven Hill, they were cam- the, the couple who had um, for, were, were camping on the campgrounds next to Heaven Hill Distillery. Their mom and dad were watching their four kids. She was pregnant with their fifth. She was there so they could get two bottles. And they were camped out. She, she had all of her backpack stuff and she had water and all the stuff. And then he was like talking about it, got to meet him. And then he became a Scotchy bourbon boy right there in front of me. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just a cool experience to meet different people doing different things. But bourbon is the one thing that brings, like we say, it's good bourbon equals good friends and good times. Well, when you're waiting to buy it too, it means the same thing. And then every once in a while you get the, those flippers who aren't part of this kind of thing. And they come in and they cause a little commotion. But it's always fun to see a little commotion. I love commotion. <laughs> skippers. They're called well, skippers. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, is I, I would. It, it's not something that I would naturally go out and do. You oh. already hit that on the head. But uh, That's it's why not I, something that I don't think I would feel comfortable doing by myself the first time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, then when I get by you, I'll have to take you. I'll have to have you. Yeah. I'll have to do what Super Nash did for me when he came up that 
November yeah. two years ago. Not last November, but the November there. He took me and showed me. It might have been in March. March or no, whatever. Whenever he came. It's two, two, it was, uh, he showed me what to do. And I met a lot of people. We just were in line. He showed me. And what he does, he just talks. Talks about bourbon. Talks about his experience. Talks about what he drank. I mean, just straight up. And you can, if you just start the conversation, you can just talk, talk, and talk. Because they are all in the same experiences some are newer some are better some are know what they're you know what i mean it's just a lot of fun Mm -hmm. all right so let's just do this real quick remember we're the scotchy bourbon boys (laughs) www.scotchybourbonboys.com check out the website we got the whiskey live scheduled every second and fourth friday uh, we've got bios on there, which we're going to be updating in the next couple months. We got to get, we got a couple extra people. Uh, one more person coming on, Carl. Uh, he's been on our whiskey live tastings on the whiskey live tasting. So I think we're going to be bringing him in on a couple podcasts. Uh, we also, and Carl's nickname is Whiskey. So when we refer to Whiskey, we're referring to Carl. So we got Tiny, Young Nose, Super Nash, Roxy, Whiskey, Xavier, and Mrs. Xavier. Oh, <laughs> so there's the scotchy bourbon boys for you right there. Our bios are right there. Check that out. But while you're there, top right hand corner, there's a Patreon button. Hit that Patreon button. All the support we can get. And announcing this right now at this moment on the scotchy bourbon boys, we have secured a Knob Creek barrel pick called the scotchy bourbon boys barrel select. Woo! No, wait. Scotchy okay. Bourbon Boys Barrel Room Select. We have yes. uh, hooked up with the Barrel Room in North Canton, and we are going to be going down there June 9th to do that pick. Plus, Sandy No, uh, Fred No, Master Distillers <laughs> Distiller, is going to be picking that barrel with us. It should be a fantastic time. It takes a while after that. We will be selling. Pre, there'll be a pre-sale so that you can reserve your bottle when it comes in. Uh, for everybody in this area, will be pickup, uh, and then then we'll also have a charge for shipping. So anybody who wants to get in on this, I just uh, it's coming up. I've already mentioned it to some people. I thought I was going to have some trouble. It doesn't look like there's going to be any trouble moving this uh, after the Knob Creek Barrel pick that I was involved in the Luca Mariano pick last year that we did. Uh, that, yeah, that was Creek barrel pick at uh, Kentucky Bourbon Festival. A lot of people thought that was the best pick of the festival. And Tiny was on that one. And then the Scotchy Bourbon Boys was on the Luca Mariano, which a lot of people just kind of didn't think it was the greatest. But we were on that pick. I got my bottle. I opened it up recently. And it is absolutely delicious. Especially if you went there and you have that bottle and you haven't opened it, you have to. Because... What was in that? What was in that bottle? And what I remember from the, the the tasting, what went in that bottle is even better than I remember that was that day at the tasting. I think it was a little cold, yeah. you know. It was a little cold. Rainy. Rainy. It wasn't. It wasn't perfect yeah. for your palate. You know, you, there was a lot of different foods happening. So I mm-hmm. think with that barrel pick, there was some things going on. But at the same time, what went in the bottle, and you don't got yeah. those things going on. Absolutely I, delicious that single barrel. I, I particularly enjoyed Luki Mariano's uh, their rye, their rye whiskey. Of course, was really I gave good. you I all like the rye one, whiskey. So. Yeah, you you robbed me of it, but 
I, I, you I thought it was okay. I did. We did an it, honest trade. It on wasn't. That. It wasn't a spit out, but it was. It was not one of my. I'm just. Everybody knows when, especially with uh, young knows that I am not a fan of rye whiskey. So you have to make a fantastic rye that doesn't taste like rye for me to like it. <laughs> and if you remember, I'm like just you with the. Uh, uh, the Ardbeg, three three quarters glass water, one quarter glass Ardbeg. Yeah, I, I hey, wasn't that good? <laughs> I actually drank that. I remember that podcast. It was like the only way I was drinking that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you love it. You 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 yeah, love Ardbeg. Give me up another bottle of it. I already went through it all. So yeah. So that that's that's just another proof. Everybody, when that we always say this here on the podcast, it there's no right or wrong palate. You drink and eat what you want to eat. And just because you don't like something that some so-called whiskey expert does, doesn't mean that somehow you're a bad person or worse off. Yeah. It means you like different things. You're the, you're the holy, of the earth. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just if, if you could ap- apply like... Um, the whole aspect of, of racism towards whiskey. It's like, it's like, you don't like that. You, you know what I mean? What would you, what would you call that? What would you call that? Whiskey, 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 yeah, you're a whiskeyist. Yeah, whis- yeah. Right. <laughs> We're whiskeyists. If you don't like that, you have to like that. Yeah. Because otherwise you're a whiskeyist. You know what I mean? You have Just, to, you have to be inclusive of all whiskeys. Yes, we are. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> No, like what you like and hate what you hate. That's just that simple. If you like to put it on the rocks, if you like to put it on coke, don't let anybody in any group ever tell you somehow because you're new to something that somehow that you should feel bad about it. It's just you shouldn't. Find out, educate yourself, enjoy whiskey. That's the key, right? Absolutely. So, anyways, one more time. Here we were on YouTube. We are on YouTube. We are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. <laughs> we haven't left YouTube. <laughs> no, we're still on YouTube, but we're also podcasting. We're on all podcast formats. So, whatever you listen to, please subscribe and leave comments because that helps us out on our viewership and the algorithm. Same thing on YouTube. Please give us a thumbs up. Uh, comment about how you like it. Uh, it always seems like the more views you get, the more thumbs down you can get, and the more b- negative comments that you get. But on the lesser ones, you get you get way more ups and a few good comments. So it's just it's just a horse of peace. If you're getting a certain <laughs> amount, you're going to get the negative aspects of what you do. I am a realist, so is Young Nose. You all don't have to just love us. Some people just we might rub the wrong way. We understand that, but if you do, just Fade into the background and uh, find a different whiskey podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So then we are on you. We are on uh, Twitter. We have a Facebook group, a Facebook page. Join that Facebook group. Get all the information, all the stuff that happens here in yeah. North Canton, Ohio. We've got meetings. Uh, we're, there's I'm a I the, tasting the Facebook available. group is primarily where I keep updated with what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I'm supposed to be sending you more pictures. I think I did text you a picture this week for you for the Instagram. Uh, I'll have we to go back and that. look we at it. We got to keep but... doing the Instagram, and then uh, we're Scotchy Bourbon Boys there on Twitter. We're at Scotchy the. I keep that going. We're actually I, under my name Jeffrey Mueller. We are on LinkedIn. That's even another fun 
Uh, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. And too. and from everything I've been being pressured to do coming soon, I would say in the next month or two, TikTok. So we'll see what happens. Um, TikTok. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm planning on doing some hey, bottle yeah. chugging. It's just that simple. <laughs> I'm just going to take the bottle, chug it, smash it on the ground, and I'll give you a nice rating on that as a bottle chug. It's the bottle. Uh, what should it be? Bottle chug Thursday. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. It's oh coming. So anyways, today, I think we covered everything, right? I think, yeah. I think, I think Young Nose needs to cover the bottle chug. That'll, that'll really make my wife happy. <laughs> i'll do a bottle chug and then he can do one right after and i'll do the bottle chug but he'll do the bottle chug puke yeah he'll, he'll chug the bottle and then ralph and we'll I'm get just, that on tiktok i was like that was like the whiskey live we did when i choked on the pecan and i just oh spit my the god Everywhere. We were watching uh, Space Force came out on on Netflix and last night we were watching it and then the one uh, one of the characters said something and I I was just in the middle of sipping and I basically cracked up and decided I wanted to completely <laughs> inhale the the little sip of whiskey I was taking at the time lit my my lungs on fire I couldn't I wasn't catching my breath I've been known to do this a time or two just like I, yeah we all I have, remember so. you talking about that that was just last night so the oh. one time I the one time I did it was with bookers and I was like I was like I I got up and I was crawling up the stairs while I'm like yeah. <laughs> it's and happy. then afterward you said that was your that was your uh your your uh, home remedy for covid killing yeah it's just, just flush right. out your lungs right <laughs> Figure it out. Not figure it out, people. Yeah, Do not recommended. <laughs> but if you can figure it out, it works. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So you want to start us off on what we are tasting today? Uh, yes. Today we've got a lovely expression. I know you kind of hinted at the beginning, I believe, in the uh, YouTube segment. But we have Calumet Farms. We have four expressions from them. We have their 10-year. We have their 12-year. Their 14 year and their 15 year. So uh now those the, uh, those uh these samples are provided by Super Nash. Uh we thank you, we, Super uh, Nash. Yep. For your for your generous blessings of bourbon. Yeah, one hundred percent. This this <laughs> this is the first time the Scotchy Bourbon Boys are covering Calumet Farms. This 10-year bottle was one of our original members, uh, Don Casey. He brought this when we, when we, uh, the people who actually become part of the club. We have a lot of people come to the meetings, but the actual members of the, of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys Club, the way that you bring in is you bring a bottle to share. You'll always be able to drink whiskey from my stock and whiskey at the meeting, but the bottle you bring for the club is the one that everybody can share throughout other meetings and it stays here with the scotchy bourbon boys in the club so that one has one it's about two years old uh, well actually it is over two it's 2019 uh i think it was about september or september 2019 for don to, to join the scotchy bourbon boys but that's here so we'll, this one is going to be cool right because we're going to taste it and it's been sitting for two years and it's been a low pour we're going to see oh, yeah. what kind of flavors it picked up it would be kind of yeah, there's I, I actually, a lot of oxidation on it I had that. I wonder. I had that meeting actually on tape. 
I've never used it, but I have it on tape. I think, you know, on hmm. video, I think I should go back and see what That's we funny. said about I was just it. Thinking that. I, I think I might still have our, our tasting notes or, or, oh, or, yeah, or were... at the very least our, 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 uh, our barrel bash rating for it. Cause I believe we had tasted it before on a podcast, but oh, that was like right. early when we started because we were running out of stuff to taste. <laughs> yeah. But let me grab, let me see real quick. That was, that was, that was before the, uh, super Nash days. <sighs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it wasn't before the Xavier days, right? Uh, I have purchased, uh, let's see, I'm going to get this up here slowly. Just in the process of getting the barrel ready to bash. We are going to barrel bash, and that was Young Nose who checked out for a second because he went to get oh the my. notes. Leo. Leo Leo wants to see what, what those notes were saying, this right? This is furry friend number one. Welcome, Leo, to the podcast. This is Leo, our kitty. <laughs> One of two, one of two, one one of three. Now that oh, that's right, you have have an have an older yeah. cat then, right? Yep, we have Violet. She's the oldest, and then there's Leo and Toby. Those were the two that we rescued from Sluznik. Now I'm gonna say opening up this bottle. Now see what happens when you yep, you're down. There it is. All right, it's podcast number twenty. <laughs> and it was Calumet Farm, huh? Ten year Calumet Farm, ten year. Yep. And I actually have the tasting notes that we wrote down. Okay, well maybe we can compare this. This text, well, yeah, because this was uh, tasting notes that I wrote down from thebourbonguy.com. Okay. Now what I'm going to say is I just opened up that bottle. Now when you were here two Saturdays ago, uh, I opened mm-hmm. that up to pour your sample to take back. But that particular bottle, when I just opened it up. The the because there's so much air in there, the mm-hmm. the smell or the nose that came out of the bottle, I could smell it from two feet away when I popped it or a foot away. I could just smell that. Now in my now I've poured it into my Glencairn. We have Scotchy Bourbon Boy Glencairns. Check that out on the website or contact me on social media and I can uh, get your get your Venmo and get one sent out to you or as many as you like. They got the Scotchy Bourbon Boys logo, and that is courtesy of uh, Martin Duffy. Yes, the uh, oh he's God. a Scotchy Bourbon Boy. He's also Let's the North American representative of the Glencairn Glass Company. So, Martin Duffy has been very, very uh, gracious to hook us up with not only the Glencairns and being able to have our logo on it. But he's also been pointing us to the right directions and getting involved with certain people to help this podcast continue to grow. Yes, that's for sure. And he's one of the card-carrying members that just promote us all over the place. It's funny because that that phone call, I have my what I, I have my phone silenced, but I've got two computers. I got my laptop where we're recording the the podcast, and I've got the my main computer. And both of them picked the phone. That's what you heard. My watch picked up the phone call. My laptop picked up the phone call. And my computer Not picked computer. up the phone call. But my, my, my phone was silenced, okay? And the, <laughs> now the last time that happened, the screen from Zoom disappeared. 
I think you were podcasting oh, with us yeah, that time. And we couldn't yeah. get it back. We couldn't get it back. We couldn't figure out how the hell do I get this this back. And it didn't do that to me this time. <laughs> there and we I'm, go. <laughs> and I'm going to get a, no, a notification that he's leaving me, the, my boss is leaving me a message. And I already know what's going on. So I figured that that's why my phone was silent. But I'll have to mm. call him back when it's over. All right. Anyways. Ah, okay. So we got, uh, you got the tasting notes, right? Anyway, yeah, I got tasting notes that I had wrote down from bourbonguy.com. Um, we also have the tasting notes from the Calumet Farms website. Um, but we're going to be starting with the 10-year, correct? Yes, we're going to do 10, 12, 14, All right. 15. All righty. So you got your 10 in your, your Glen, Karen? No, not yet. I'm slacking over here. You know, the funny thing is, <laughs> is we were talking about it, uh, there is this is a uh, sourced bourbon, but you have some information about the company that sources it and puts it out and that kind of thing, right? Uh, no. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I don't have. I, I mean, the company. <laughs> yeah, the, you had it. We were talking about that before, weren't we? Not not of the company that distills it. No, not the not the distiller, but the company that gets it bottled, and it's there's there's an actual company that does that. Hold on, Yeah, they're out of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Yeah, I know right, that. right, yes. Followed by three Three Springs Bottling Company out of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Right, and then but, they're the. Okay, hold on. So the 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 bourbon is produced in Bardstown. This is coming off their website. It doesn't disclose who is distilling. Um, there are a couple guesses that you could probably make as to who's holding some of their their distillate and aging it for them, but it's being distilled and aged in Bardstown, Kentucky. Um, each expression, so each one, each each bourbon is made the same way. It's a small batch bourbon made out of 19 barrels, and they're all from the same rack on the rick so each one of them if you go to their website is a center cut rack that's in the quote-unquote most ideal aging maturation spot in the rick house um, and they use you know their rigorous tasting and smell profiles to make sure that not just one or a few but all 19 of these barrels are ready to go to be mixed together to create the expressions that we have here. So the only difference between the 10, 12, 14, and 15 is the age in the barrel and their proof. Um, the Calumet farm itself started as a horse farm. So uh, the owner, William Monroe Wright, established the Calumet farm in 1924 uh, it was a small farm in Lexington, Kentucky. That's where the farm originated. Um, after his death in 1933, his son Warren began to take over and went from a standard bred horse farm to a thoroughbred racing horse farm. Um, so the bourbon that we have, fast forwarding into the future, the bourbon that we have pays homage to the great great grandfathers and the, the ancestral uh, horse farm business that was produced. Um, 
because overall their their horse racing thoroughbreds went on to win eight Kentucky Derbies. Okay. So that's a little bit of their history. Uh, there's a lot more in-depth history on their website if you want to go and check that out. But as far as the bourbon goes, we're starting with the 10-year. Oh, i got to bring it back here. All right, here we go. Who makes this? Is it Western Spirits is what I was looking for. They're the ones out of, Glo- mm. out of um, Bowling Green, and then they do the bottling. But that you're right. It's the, the what's cool is I didn't realize that the Calumet Farm was directly tied to the Calumet Farm. I thought it was just kind of you know sometimes you name it uh, you know you name it yeah. after somebody like for instance uh, uh, E H Taylor. Uh, he mm-hmm. did distill there, but it's it's named after that distiller. You know what I mean? And then I just didn't realize that you know. It's- yeah, I didn't I didn't know that either until I started looking it up because I. When I was looking it up, I seen a website for Calumet Farm for horse racing, and I'm like, well, that's kind of coincidental, but I didn't really put two and two together until I actually started reading through some of the articles and stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. okay, that's that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> On the Calumet Farms, the CalumetBourbon.com, which is the... Yeah, uh, that's their website. website. Yep. The history is the history of the farm. And yeah. then how mm-hmm. it led into and what they're doing that now. And then you actually can get details on the farm, the current running farm. I mean, find out yep. things. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, the farm, yeah, the farm itself is still in, it's operable. It's still going on. Well, if we are going to get this shit barrel bashed in a little bit, we need to get yeah. going. Because <laughs> <This is> uh, <laughs> you can tell us, uh, why don't you take us into, as we get the start knows this, what our barrel bashing <laughs> rating system is. Well, the barrel bash rating system for the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, I'm going to have to remember specifically because you remember the updates, right? It's yeah, it's been tweaked a little bit. Uh, we now have a total rating of 18. And that would be a score of five barrel bashes for the taste and the finish because taste and finish are particularly more more attributable to description and importance, I guess, if you if I have to put a word on it. Not that the others aren't important, but nose and body are still at a four rating. So you get a total of 18 out of 18 for a perfect score, unless either one of us decide to add an additional score on any of the categories, which but up, is our but up up score. So but up, up. a nineteen out of eighteen. So a little little bit more of a tweak on there, but that is our rating system, and I'm ready to taste this bourbon if you are. Oh, I am too. I'm nosing it. Like I said, the the nose is so much more than what I remember. I get the caramel, oh. but I get a little bit of orange. As I say, yeah, we're going to go on our own first, and then I'll read off the tasting notes that we had prior. Yeah, I'm getting caramel, citrus, and maybe some marmalade, believe it or not. I'm actually getting like an orange, fruity kind of a smell to this. And and yeah, you would be, I would say you You would be. You know what? It tastes like one of those Brock's candies that are caramels, you know, those caramel candies that's orange, the orange one. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. 
It smells exactly like that. Try and get something else. If when you're tasting, you mm. open up your mouth first. The, when you're tasting, I just, with the Glen, I just got a little bit of root beer on the side here. When you're tasting with the Glencairn, you always want to uh, hold it at the bottom base so you don't warm up your bourbon. And then also, mm-hmm. the nose is a teardrop. So if you put your nose like you normally would smell it at the bottom, you get the 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 certain flavors. But if then you drop the glass down and you sniff towards the top of the the rim. You'll get other flavors, but then also, which I found out, your dominant nostril is day-to-day. There's one the nostril, nostril will always <laughs> smell better. But it's when you start the, the, the nosing, you got to figure out which one it is. So you first, you take it off to the side, like you said, and he gets that. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So mine today is the left. It's yeah. more like a cream soda. Like a little bit of vanilla, not as much root beer for me. If you're gonna say that, I get like a cream soda, not quite that rich. I, root I could, I could see thing. the cream soda, but I definitely, I still get a little root beer, that little sassafras root kind of a smell. But I definitely get the orange caramel candy uh, that you were saying, especially in the, the the teardrop mm-hmm. up there. But yeah, this is pretty good. Let's. All right, so when you roll it around in your Glencairn, and your Glencairns actually can be put sideways if you don't fill your pores too far to make it spill. Did, and then did you, we say what oh. proof it was? No, this is this is uh, ninety-two proof, so forty-six percent ABV. There you go. And the uh, the and mash bill on this is seventy-four percent corn, eighteen percent rye, and eight percent malted barley. Nineteen barrels. This um, yep. rack was U three six one nine point oh nine, and it was nineteen barrels. So it's a single rack black. Nice. This another another little side note I just found. Uh, the ten year that we have here yes. is actually their limited and rare edition. It's uh, quote unquote out to pasture. So this one is actually pretty hard to find. Well. We found it in my basement. Off-premise stock only, currently in some stores. (laughs) Yeah, we found it in the Scotchy Bourbon Boys podcast studio. It's still here. Um, Now, the taste. So, in the glass, when you you swishel it around in the Glencairn, you can see how it's going to come back down. These are um, long, thin legs. Lots of them. Like... Five times more, they're just thin, 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 is what I'm getting in my glass. So uh, the viscosity is probably be- being a, a, what is it, a 96, did you say, or 94? Na- 92. 92. Sometimes your viscosity can be down because it's not a full proof, not 107 or 112. Those things will usually cling. And it does. it stays, it doesn't like stick to the glass and then lead to the, the, the legs, the legs just form right away and almost go right back in, right? Now, sorry, I, I skipped ahead and took a little taste. I was, I was so getting excited, I. but, but uh, yes, yes. Um, as far as the legs, they're definitely a little bit thinner on the legs here, um, wow. which would mean the viscosity is a little lower the thickness. That uh, full-bodied flavor is going to be a little lighter, um, but yeah. not necessarily a bad thing. 
Right. Just depends this on is a mid a mid mid mouth feel. Um, it doesn't yeah. fill your mouth completely, but it's got a nice body on it as far as uh, what what you it, you get roof of your mouth, you get your tongue, you get underneath your tongue a little bit. But it doesn't go yeah. to the cheeks, but it's still a mid mouth range, so that's kind of good. Now, as far as the taste goes, I'm getting a so it gets a little bit of the caramel up front. Mm-hmm. I get a little up front bit. I get a nice oak wood taste when it first I, enters your mouth. I get the caramel like in the pool, but then a little bit of orange and then oaky. But what's been happening that's spectacular on the finish? I am getting the most creamy caramel finish I've ever had in my life. Like it's almost like I ate a Brock's caramel. The orange <laughs> is gone. You know what I mean? And I oh, get a yeah, nice yeah, hug. Gone, yeah. But that thing, that's the strong point is there. Mm. It's just it's just almost like what you taste after you ate a bro- that creamy caramel. It's like creamy. Yeah. It's got this almost <clears throat> milky texture that's left in your mouth, like milk. You know, not like yeah. bourbon. Do you know you, are you getting that? Um, I'm definitely getting like the mouthfeel finish of milk. You know, it kind of just like it's thick and kind of lingers in your mouth. But as far as like the creamy, <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm going to back up from the finish real quick. I'm going to go towards the taste because the taste, like I was saying, I, I initially get kind of like an oak, um, I like kind of like a sweet oak. I get that on, on the, the initial, back palate. And, then, and then it definitely goes quickly into the caramel. Um, and you know that caramel vanilla sensation is definitely there. It's there's really there's really I don't really get anything as far as tastes like out of the box, out of the ordinary. It's your traditional bourbon flavors, which there's nothing wrong with that. This is delicious bourbon. Um, did, did you hear that? Going going into the back palate, uh, gets goes back into that oak. Gets a little dry, but the finish now I'm kind of lingering down that that thick milk. Body is still there. Uh, the creamy caramel is still there a little bit, and it's just it's just flashing between caramel and vanilla. The oak the oak kind of goes away. So this is a very traditional bourbon, and uh, it's very very good. All right, I'm ready to bash. You ready to bash? Yes, yes, I am. So I got my scores. I'm going to go with a three on the nose. I never had that mm-hmm. orange. Rocks thing, and there was a little bit yeah. of complexity. It's not like that most complex million dollar nose, but it's definitely a three. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoy this nose. Um, I pretty much agree with what you said. It's definitely not a complex nose. Um, there, there's some complexity with a little bit with the root beer, might give it a little bit better of a score, but I'm going to give this a three instead of a two be, just because of that root beer. All right, taste. I think this is, uh, as far as taste, it's a little oaky for me, You know, like what you said. I don't mind a little bit of what's going on, but the oakiness of the taste. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're allowed to give this a score of five. Mm-hmm. I give this a score, as far as taste, a two. I could agree with that. Um, the taste is... Like I said, this is a very traditional bourbon. Like it does not strive, you know, it does not steer away from your traditional bourbon flavors. You got oak, you got caramel, you got vanilla. 
Um, the taste doesn't really reflect any of that complexity a little bit with the root beer on the nose. So if Xavier were here, he'd be like knocking it down to a zero because it doesn't match. But <laughs> but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> but I particularly enjoy this taste. It, it, it is a little oak forward, a little dry, kind of kind of like a dry red wine. Um, but I'm not going to knock it too bad, but I give it a three. All right. So. The body, it's got Duh a nice, body. It's got a nice mouthfeel. There's enough of it. I would say I give it a. It's an average. It, it's a, a little bit of above average. If this was a five category, I would give it a three. But since it's a four cap category, I'm going to give it a two. The body on this one, I pretty much agree. It is not overly thick. It's not oily or thin like a like a scotch or you know really watered down proof but it's okay it's good so i would i would give it a two also average all right the strong point of this 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 bourbon and the finish to me one it's medium two it's got a creamy milkiness to it which i've never experienced before ever it actually is like there's an aspect of it. I don't know whether it's the age in the bottle, and I don't remember tasting finishes like this way back when, when we rated them. But I am going to give this finish, I'm not going to give it a butt up up, but it's going to go to the end of the category where I give this finish a five. Wow. I, I, I really enjoy, like this finish. Well, I, I, I like the finish. What's left in my mouth doesn't match what it tastes like. There's no oak. Yeah. It's pure vanilla, pure, then creamy. There's, I just got this creamy, creamy caramel. Like I finished eating a caramel. And that's the important thing on a finish is what's left in your mouth. And what's left in your mm -hmm. mouth is spectacular. That's why I did that. Well, I, I, I second you again. Uh, the finish on this one is definitely the strong point. I really like the finish on this one. It, it's a nice, long, lingering finish. It, it's not like a, a hug. There's really no like hug or anything. But... It's a little warm. You're still left in your mouth, which is nice. I like that. And uh, so the caramel is there. The vanilla is there. There's really nothing you know special, but I give this a four. And you know what that means? We both give it 12 out of 18. So mm -hmm. 12 out of 18 is what we give Calumet Tenure. So let's go on. And now that we've had that, and we know this is uh, this is going to go to the shelf again, and it'll probably it'll be another year before we get another one out of it. I <laughs> am going to pour the twelve year now. Once again, courtesy of Supernatch. Remember, AB Fire Extinguisher ex Services uh, in the South Carolina, North Carolina, and Georgia area. I'm not pouring my whole sample because I don't really want to get lit. For the whole day. And oh no! Yeah, I only I, half of my. You know, it's so funny because those are two <laughs> ounce. These are two ounce sam samples. Okay, they're two ounce pours. Okay, yeah. two ounce bottles. And I swear to God. So when I'm pouring samples myself, just pouring into Glencairn, I realize I only pour one ounce. I'm only doing one ounce pours on my tasting. And if I poured half that in, and if I hold that up for everybody, that's a good pour in a Glencairn. I mean, that's a good, mm -hmm. it's not just the bottom. So mm -hmm. sometimes you get uh, deceived on how much bourbon you are actually drinking. Correct? Yes, All right. yes that is correct. Hey, Leo's back. <laughs> uh, 
I'm surprised the other kitties haven't come come this way yet. But anyway, so we're moving on to the twelve year. So what was the on the ten year? Did you have any of our tasting notes from that podcast? Did we? Did, what would? What did we rate that last time? Um. Let's see here. <coughs> So as far, all right, so tasting notes, like I said, this was from the bourbonguide.com. And then I had tasting notes from the website, Calumet Farms. So the bourbonguide.com, the nose he had was bubblegum, mixed berries, a hint of soap, cinnamon, and light oak. The palate was spiced with cinnamon, ripe fruits, mint, and oak. And then the finish was warm and long, lingering baking spice, ripe fruit, and more mint and oak. Okay. But the Calumet website, the nose is vanilla, caramel, and butterscotch. The taste is textured with bursts of toasted honey and oak. And then the finish is long and lively. They don't really have a description of it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just how this this works. Everybody gets different things. But I think that bubblegum he got changed to... You know, after two years in a bottle, at a to lower, that root they, beer, to, to, you, <laughs> that, or, orange, that orange, yeah. yeah, and then on the and then that caramel, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is—that orange caramel and then that root, yeah. That all kind of uh, the the air affected it. Yep. So I'm I'm nosing the twelve year, and the twelve okay. year is just the well. B- before you start getting into the twelve year, because you had also asked me about our rating. So mm-hmm. when we rated it, we rated it. You gave it a 12 out of, at that point, would have 16. been 16. And I gave it an 11 out of 16. So, consistency. Both of us did a 12 <laughs> out of, you know, 18. But still, it still was a 12. I understand we added more points. But still, that's that's pretty consistent, I would say. You know? Yeah, it, it's not it's not as... I think it's... Yeah. <laughs> You know, you know what's so stupid? And now I'm I'm doing the twelve year, right? And you want to know what the first after you read that stupid? You're, review, you're getting the soap. No, I'm getting the I'm getting the freaking bubble gum. Instantly, it's like it's like a it's like Bazooka Joe. Just like the whole damn thing is bubble gum. I, I get Irish Spring. <laughs> I get the pit of a lady. <laughs> which which pit? The arm or the knee? The arm. It's not the <laughs> knee pit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. The whole damn thing smells like bubble gum. That's the thing. I, I, I it's like that. I have identified bubble gum when he said that, and I go right in there, and it's like bubble gum. Yep, that's what that is. <laughs> It's like it, I mean seriously, it's like that bubble gum that came with the baseball cards that had the like the flour on it, the white sugar, the powdered sugar when you do a base. It's baseball card bubble gum all day long on the nose, and that's yeah, all I'm freaking this, this smelling. One, this one smells like bubble gum. <laughs> it's like bullshit. You, it's like the power of suggestion. That's what it is, folks. Because he he gave us something to identify, so that suggestion. Oh, my, my. My dominant nostril is getting some caramel off the side yeah, here. Yeah, caramel little, my, my and a little and a little bit of rye. Now, is this the same mash bill, or is there a different mash bill on this? All they're all the same mash bill. The only difference was time in the barrel and proof, which is actually really interesting. What's the proof on this? The last 
the last podcast that you had just released with Aaron Harris was uh, he was talking about his eye bourbon. You mean trip? And the only that difference was, between that was that was trip Whitbeck. Just so you know, I I screwed that up. Oh. So the Aaron Harris one is the first one I've had to reload it, but for some reason when I did it that night, I loaded the trip Whitbeck again, oh. which is I bourbon. Well, and under air said, no, don't worry. Whitbeck. Yeah, trip Whitbeck. Yes, <laughs> there you can go. Yeah, but then I did reload the Aaron Harris one, so that's up there now. So now you have another one to listen to. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I let it ride because it had so many views, I couldn't afford to let him go. So, And you know right. what the most messed up thing was? It was Aaron Harris, and then we introduced him as Trip Whitbeck, you know? But not one person of, like, the 175 people who downloaded the podcast was like, dude, you screwed up. <laughs> one screw up. But I then reloaded the right one, so that's up there. Well, that's up that, there. That just means people are listening for the content, not because of a flashy title. Well, but everybody understands <laughs> with us, it's like, I, look, I am not perfect. I am trying and giving everybody everything I got on this. And if I fuck up, please, you can let me know, but just also know it's part of this because this is this is just us real. And we're yeah. letting reality go. Uh, my brain is not the best these days you, you, and uh, you're still you're still on a high from 5:30 this morning so yeah exactly <laughs> but it's like to load load a podcast and have that happen but let's just keep going so we can get we need to finish this before uh your wife comes home that's the goal yeah, well, we we got an hour so we're we're getting to that two and a half hours stretch there tiny <laughs> yeah exactly well we're at 57 minutes on the actual podcast so we're good yeah i know okay anyway so next up is the 12 year again, same thing as before. This is the 19 barrels aged to their specifications for their 12 year profile. Um, same mash bill, 74 corn, 18 rye, eight malted barley, uh, same, same producer, same distributor. The only difference is time in the barrel. So this one has been aged two more years. So this is 12 as opposed to 10. And this is 94 proof. The funny thing is, which just I've seen distilleries do this, especially with like with Ardbeg. Ardbeg has has this thing where they have this 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 wee. It's it's called like uh, we like a wee peat or something like that. So the traditional Ardbeg is ten years. Well, they have an, a six year expression. So the ten year expression that we had was their limited release that you can pretty much only get if you get lucky. So I. With Dawn finding this bottle like three years ago, four years ago, or however long it was, was probably damn lucky on his part. Right on the shelf at Giant Eagle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Whereas this 12 year is a little bit easier More. to find. I, I see this 12 is, yeah. year. I see the 12 year down here all the time. Yeah, I, so, I, saw, I see the 12 year on the shelf at Giant Eagle right now. I just don't <laughs> see that special black rack. Right. All right. So. Have you have you tasted it yet? Oh no no I, I haven't tasted it yet. I was still uh, nosing. I'm like three quarters gone. <laughs> the nose, all I get, I get bubble gum, caramel, but I just keep getting bubble gum. The the baseball card bubble yeah. gum. Ba- base- yeah, you, you you keep saying bubble gum, but since you stopped saying the word bubble gum, I went back to the nose, and and the bubble gum association kind of went away. No. So I, I I'm actually picking up like a like a like a burnt oak, not necessarily a charred oak, but like 
if if you were to like if you're at a campfire and you have your poker stick and you're poking the fire and the tip of it gets burnt a little bit. Did you bit, say your poker dick? No, your poker stick. <laughs> I wouldn't poke the campfire with your dick. I wouldn't recommend that. That might hurt. <laughs> so I thought I but heard. That, so just that, that just burnt doesn't... that burnt wood kind of a smell. So like the hot the hot hot embers. There went all our women viewers. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry girls if you're listening. I was I apologize uh, for that statement. Oh, uh, you know I'm why tiny. Are you I'm apologizing for my statement. That's my statement. You said poker stick. I'm the one who came up with the other one, and that's what I thought I heard. But I knew you said that, so I shouldn't have done that. All right. Anyways, so okay. Anyway, so I'm getting more of a burnt oak, hot oak, um, kind of a smell. A little bit of that caramel vanilla, but it, it's it's pretty much masked by the oak and that that spiciness. So and the bubblegum. No, I don't get the bubble gum anymore. All right, so what are you saying the nose is? Oh, jeez, I can't. That's sugar bubble, bubble I just gum. said what the nose is. You know what? My teeth you are rotting out because I'm chewing bubble gum right now. Oh, my gosh. That's, that tastes like. All right. It tastes like. Fruity pebbles. <laughs> no, not exactly. I get bubble gum on the taste too. I don't know what the shit's going I get, on. I get I get like an earthy like a, like a an earthy oaky like bubble like, gum. Like hay. Well, no, it's like you're yeah, on the like farm. There's, there's, you're on the farm and you're exactly. chewing bubble gum and you drop the bubble gum out of your mouth in the barn and then you just yeah. pick it up with everything that's attached to it and you put it back <laughs> in your mouth, including the oak that was on the uh, was on the side of the barn that it was made of. That's what I'm getting. And I get this. I don't oh get the gosh. Now, the finish is not nowhere near as good on this one. Calumet is not going to be coming to, uh, to no. us for a podcast. There's nothing. Review. No, no, no. Okay, let's rate this. Okay, it's just because we got to move along because we're over an hour on the podcast and the people are throwing laundry down at me right now. Um, I Let's go. You go first on the nose. I know what I'm going to give the nose. I already went over the nose, so the nose was no, what burnt do you oak, give it? You little t- vanilla. Yes, I so give it. I give it a three yeah. on the nose. This is a nice nose. It's, it's not straying away from the traditional flavors. <laughs> I give it a three, also, but I give it a three because I want a pack of baseball cards with this. You want a pack of baseball cards? I do. <laughs> I remember this is a kid memory right here. This is an adult kid memory. This is, this is tiny nostalgia. So I give it a three also. Let's go body next. All right. All right. So body is very light. It, for for whatever reason, the 12-year compared to the 10-year, the body on this one is not as as thick. So I'm not sure what happened in those two years, Asian in the barrel, but it just like it went from that nice, thick, milky, creamy kind of a feel to a thin... It's not like watery or oily or anything like that. It's just it's just really thin. It doesn't really coat my mouth. It doesn't coat my teeth, not my teeth, my cheeks, and my tongue. Um, so I give this body a a one, honestly. All right, I think now if I was drinking a scotch, this would probably be more of like a three or a four because that's what I would expect. But with a bourbon, I want something a little bit thicker. Well, I would say from a mouthfeel, you're completely right. It's not as creamy. 
okay? But from a flavor standpoint, filling my mouth, it's a little bit better than the 10-year. In my, that's my opinion. And I like to always look with how much the flavor, not just the, like, I can have a body, if the, if, if the taste is a zero, you still could have a four on my, my body because it's not based off of the taste, but what the taste does. You know what I'm saying? So let's just say I drank a bourbon and it tasted like shit. And I gave it a negative 10 because it actually tastes like shit. But if that shit filled my mouth all the way, I would give the body a four because the shit filled my mouth completely. Whereas the 10-year-old had a nice mouth feel, a better mouth feel, a little bit better because it had that creaminess. But it didn't have the flavor to fill my mouth as much because it was missing. And this was a little bit better. And I gave the 10-year a 2 on the body. And I give this one a 3. You're next. Well, I, I rebuttaled to your body statement. And with the last one, in that, in that respect, that oaky taste filled my mouth. Whereas the taste on this one doesn't really fill my mouth. It oh. just kind of stays on the bottom of my I'm not palate. Si- Remember, not for one second, <clears throat> no, do I sit there? I'm not going to tell you you should change it from a one because I think it's a three no. and you think it's a one. That's the way. I mean, you're thin and I'm fat. I mean, there's no <laughs> way around it. You know what I mean? So if you, it's just that way. It's just like. If you're going to rate me and you don't like fat guys, I'm not getting a good rate. And if you're going to rate you and you don't like thin guys, you're going to get, you know what I'm saying? So right, I get right. that. I'm not asking you to change at all. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. Oh, no, I wasn't. I was just adding, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like the the taste profile was part of it. It's just. The, <laughs> I love you, man. It didn't fill my mouth. <laughs> yes. There you go. All right. So we've done the. We've done so the we're, on to, the ta- we're, we're on to taste because okay. we went from nose to body, and now we're on to taste. This has a much better taste than the other one. It's not as oaky. I give that a two. I enjoy this. It's a the, the I enjoy this more. I get some bubble gum. I get a little bit of uh, citrus. I don't get the caramel though. But then the, where I was getting the caramel before so much, I get an orange. Um. An orangey kind of zest on the back of the of the finish, but overall for the taste, I'm going to rate it a three. I do enjoy the taste of this more than I did. It's not as oaky. There's not yeah. nowhere near, and it's a twelve to a ten year. But that one was like smoky oaky, too much. This is not. This is nice. <laughs> there was no smoky. It was just oaky. <laughs> so right now I'm at the three categories. I'm at a nine. So you're okay. Next. Anyway, uh, so for taste for me. The taste definitely is different than the 10 year. It's not oak forward. I get more of like a sweet corn and then it instantly kind of goes into a caramel, a little bit of vanilla. It's a little bit lighter, a little bit more pleasant on the taste. Um, again, not straying away from the traditional bourbon flavors. You've got caramel, oak, you know, corn, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit more subtle, a little bit smoother, I guess, if you want to call it that. But I give this a three. Three three one. So you're at seven. I'm at three three three. I'm at nine. Yep. This is not a five finish for me. No, There's a, not a I'm five. not looking for orange. It's not an unpleasant finish. Doesn't have a lot of oak. 
that leaves me a bitter taste, but it's got that orange zesty thing. And it's a medium mm -hmm. finish, where the other one was a medium long finish, or a, a little bit longer than this one. But because it's leaving off uh, orange taste, so I would have to say I'm just going right down the thing. I give this a three, which is going to make the two bourbons equally as well for me, another 12. Here comes you. All right. So the finish on this one is similar to the last as far as length and warmth. Um, it does have a nice little, little heat to it. Um, it lingers long in my mouth. The taste that I'm getting left with is a little caramel, a little vanilla, kind of switching back and forth between the two, which is normal, very traditional. This is a very, very traditional bourbon. So this is, you know, without a doubt, bourbon. If you want a bourbon, this is bourbon. Um, I get pretty much a little bit of like a slight oak, a little spice on the end. But I give this a three also. I gave it a 10. 10, and I gave it a 12, which means the Scotchy Bourbon Boys in your notebook will give it 11 out of 12. That's the one thing I definitely miss with having you on this podcast is you documented all of our ratings. Now, a lot of the podcasts lately, we haven't been barrel bashing. We like the barrel bash when we get together with the podcast to look at something. But if we have guests, we're pretty much drinking along. Sometimes we'll yeah. barrel bash their main thing, but overall... You know, that's what we're doing. And then on the Whiskey Lives, you know, we have a different rating system because that's more right up front, everybody. This is more culty. Our our, our, our podcast is a little culty compared to a mainstream taster, tasting thing, right? Yeah. No, right. yeah, definitely. We, we so definitely get, put our own spin so, on things. So you gave it a 10. I gave it a 12. We gave it 11 on a 12. So let's get on to the next, the 14, because we're moving along because we don't want to bore everybody to death forever. It's amazing how consistent the nose, there's a definite consistency in the nose that... Is it bubblegum? No. <laughs> this is now... So the first one was caramel orange. This one was bubblegum, but each one had like a nut. There's a nutty aspect to it. I don't yeah, get... Kinda, uh, this, kinda, one, yeah. this one is just caramel. This We go to 14 years... And I'm getting pure caramel. I'm not getting orange caramel. I'm not getting bubble gum. Just beautiful caramel. Like caramel sauce that you put on ice cream. Oh, I got a little creaminess right there. Almost like it is a caramel ice cream sundae. <sighs> I definitely see what you mean. Um, the nose definitely on this one is a lot Caramel. It is a lot more caramel. There's not a lot of like there's ambiguity with that. It's caramel. It's caramel. It's caramel. And there's um, no straw. If you know caramel, if you love caramel, then you'll know this is caramel. It's caramel mixed with a barrel, like a bourbon barrel. Like you, you smell the barrel. You don't smell the oak. You smell like what a barrel with the caramel. What'd you say? Like a charry barrel. Right. Yeah. Like. It's what you would expect if you put dumped a shit ton of caramel sauce into a bourbon barrel afterwards, and it's what it would taste like. The barrel is added. I in. I, I can't disagree with that. I mean that that's exactly <laughs> that is exactly right. So, all right, 
That's that's pretty spectacular. Let's see what let's see if it complex the gives you. What does it do now? See, I'm going to imagine the 14 year right now. Yeah, when you spin that, it's not straight thin things straight in, man. It clings, and then the legs are probably. I swear to God, the legs are double what they were on the 10. When you're looking at that, I know you can't all see that. I think, but they're... <laughs> oh my gosh! What? I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to to like laugh at and and whatnot. But I I went to the Calumet website to look up what their nose for the 14 year is. Their nose is heavy notes of oak and molasses are rolled back as light scents of fresh corn, wood sugars, and hay present. So kind of kind of on the same track there that that. Basically, caramel and oak—not the oak, but just the barrel. So the yeah, but wood the barrel shirts. is oak. So yes, right. Yeah, but at the same time, the hay was way more prevalent in the twelve. That was like, yeah, like I said, I, I it's. Got, I got the hay taste on the taste. Like when yeah. I first tasted it, I got a little whiff of like a hay scent, and then you came up with your barn analogy with the bubble gum dropping on the hey, ground. What is the <laughs> proof on this? The proof on this one is 96.2. So the other so one, we 40. went 92, 94, 96. Yep. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, there is a body, a smooth, creamy body that fills to the cheeks. Man. And so we went from the 10 to the 12 to the 14. And the 14, the strong point instantly, I haven't been having a chance. You know what? After doing the first two, the finish is not as good as the first two, but the body is insane. That is one unbelievable delivery with a little bit of spice. Wow. There's some spice on this one. There's some heat. Where the other Ooh. two, there's no heat. There's a little bit of pepper. Not yeah. It's and instead of oak, it's pepper. And there's some vanilla on the finish. And the second one, I got to finish. The first one, I couldn't get that vanilla finish, but there's a vanilla finish. So it's you you put it in the front, in your front tasters, and it's so much raw caramel that you almost don't taste it. It's like you know you're tasting caramel, and there's so much, and it's mixed with the alcohol that it's like your body can't, your, your brain doesn't register it. Oh, you want to know what I just got on the long, long finish? I got fucking ice cream cone... Um, that that brown ice cream cone finish, yeah, like the that sugar cone. the sugar cone the sugar finish. Cone. It's a sugar the little, cone finish, the little thin one. Oh yeah! Wow, what a difference between twelve and fourteen. Right now, that's a who'd have, that's who'd, who'd have thought two years would make that much of a difference? And nineteen more Is barrels. It, These are the same barrel thing, right? Same nineteen barrels yep. to make the batch. Yep, nineteen barrels. Non-chilled, uh, oh non-chilled filtered. Now, smell, smell the nose on it and tell me you don't get sugar cone right off the bat. <laughs> sugar cone. It's a sugar cone. That just it's took my... Definitely, it's definitely sweet and sugary. I'm, oh, my God. I'm, I'm coveting this. I'm putting this away, keeping this away from Roxy. <laughs> I need to find me some of that. Calumet 14 year. I really like it. So far, this is the best one that I've tasted. I'm curious to see. This what gets upper level. Year that's an barrel, that's an upper level bourbon right there. Yeah. That's some really good shit going on. 
plus a, a, a vanilla sugar cone finish with, and it's long as shit. Now, I, well, the only thing I would say is that there's no hug. Like I'm yeah, not getting right. a hug. There's no, there's no, there's no there's heat just going. very little heat. But, but you, you get, get the you spice get sensation of it when you first swallow, and then it just dissipates, and then it's just wow. Gone. That's a drinkable bourbon on the on the scale of intense, really good. All right, so it's my turn to go on the nose. It, it, this nose, I've given all three noses, the all two noses, a three, but I'm gonna have to give this nose with that sugar cone extra a four. I'm gonna give this nose a four. Yeah. The nose on this one is really good. It's definitely it screams bourbon. It it screams bourbon. It's still the traditional bourbon flavors. You still got caramel, caramel, caramel. But after you take that sip and kind of shock your palate a little bit, and you go back to the nose. So the the secondary nose. Uh, it's just the sugar cone, that little grainy aspect of it, just really, really makes it pleasant. So I give this a four also. Yes. All right, we're gonna go to body on this one. Side note, two two side notes. You only get Duh. one at a time. You have to do no, no, one no. and then side. Si- you two, can have two, two, but say one and then go. Hey, I'm doing a butt up up side note. <laughs> okay, I got one side note. The 14 year scored 95 points on the prestigious beverage tasting institute award okay for the 14 year but my butt up upside note is that on the website it tells you if you're going to drink this neat in a glencairn glass at room temperature you let it breathe for two minutes i think we've let this breathe in this oh yeah we've poured it into this bottle this is breathed for so for, what I'm for saying, like uh, like six what, eight months. What, what I'm saying with that is is when we first is, opened is, it, is, you is, were is. just like we smelled it, and you were just like caramel, caramel, caramel. Oh caramel, yeah, caramel. yeah. And, and then, then after now, two minutes, and then now when you went to go do your rating, you were like sugar cone. <laughs> so that two minute difference went from just caramel to sugar cone. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> so I just gave the body. Did I give the body anything or did you side note me? I side noted you. So this body is a full mouth experience. Sorry, uh, I, I got to get new headphones. These things are too tight. They're squeezing on my ears. So I'll keep talking while you uh, go get your ears unsqueezed. <laughs> I'm, I'm done unsqueezing my ears because I got to I got to listen to you through the uh, headphones. Oh, you've already done it? Yeah, I took my headphones off. I Oh, I didn't notice. Sorry. Yeah, it's all good. I was anyway, just thinking so about how awesome. This was, a, this was a full body? Oh, <laughs> yes. So the only thing we can give five is taste and whatever. But this body unless, is... Unless you butt up up the body, you can give it a five. That's, you read my mind, <laughs> you sly motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Up. I'll use it uh, on the body. It's good. It, 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 the it, body on this one is so delicious. Is what so I'm looking for in a body. This is. It's light at first. It goes creamy thick, 
it expresses that taste, that flavor, that thickness all throughout. I get it on my tongue. I get it a little bit on my cheeks, a little bit on the roof of my, my roof of my mouth. So I give this a four. I don't quite give it a butt up up because I'm saving it. <laughs> so. Wow, that finish just keeps getting fucking better and better. I got like a vanilla caramel pancake. It's just <laughs> sitting in there forever. Let's see. How, how long do I get vanilla? Let's just sit here. Still vanilla caramel. The creaminess came back on that finish. Still going. Mm-hmm. That's a long finish. All right, so taste. It's a very long finish. I still got it. <laughs> I just, I got to give the taste a five. I like this bourbon. I really like this one too. I give the taste as five as well. All right. The finish is long. And you give it a four. So I have to give this finish a four. It's vanilla caramel. I mean, it's just, there's nothing more to say. There's it's this complex. This is cool. This this it's does delicious. everything that you want a bourbon to do. And it's you know delicious. what's really funny is because that it's even drinkable, in, when in it's sweet, well, well, it's it's delicious. Right. It it's seems bourbon. like the home run, the home run homer. You're gonna give it a what? A five with the butt up up? I'm giving it the butt up up on the finish. But up up. All right. So, but see now. Rare Perfection is a bur- a bourbon, uh, and its its sweet point is fourteen years to me too. So it seems like some of these these the fourteen is our our sweet point. We're gonna about about to find out what's gonna happen with the fifteen. But I gave it a four, two fives, and a and a four. So I gave it a total of eighteen. No, right? I gave it a four for the for the taste and four for the finish. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't writing them the down. The second one was, the, <laughs> the, so what, so the finish, I couldn't give it a, oh, I gave it a five. So I gave it a 19 out of 18. And you, on the other hand, did the same thing. You gave everything yeah. max category and whatever. We both give this bourbon. Yeah. Uh, this 14 year. Four on, four on the nose. Five on the taste. Four on the body and six. Which puts you right at the same place we are. All right, so, so, so nineteen, yeah. So we are on to the fifteenth, and we're almost finished here. Let's pour the fifteen. Yeah, we're pouring the fifteen. The last pour. Saving that one. Getting my uh, my other glass. Let's see what one more year does in. Now, what does it do to the proof? Hold on. Yeah, we we don't need. To, we can hear. Uh, we can identify proof just from nosing it. No, just kidding. <laughs> Once again, nose Ooh. is on. Okay, so the proof went from ninety six to one hundred five. So All this right, is one hundred five really proof. Everything else the same. Same mash bill. Same nineteen. Let's let it sit there because I don't get any ethanol off this fifteen. Okay. I'm not getting any ethanol, which sometimes when you get the higher proof, you get some ethanol, but we should let it sit a little bit. 
right? I get, I yes, this is also a recommended neat Glencairn glass at room temperature. Breathe for two minutes. <sighs> I know we're barrel batching and we're getting later. We're going to shoot for finishing this up in an hour and a half. So we got seven minutes to just finish off this podcast. So the availability on this one is low and rare. So this is probably the hardest one you can find. 12 is probably the most common. And then then 10, and then 14, and then 15. Thank you, Super Nash, for letting us taste these spectacular expressions from Calumet Farms. I'm just going to tell you, letting it sit, when I first poured it in, now I've been letting it sit for a bit. I'm tasting the 15 year in the Scotchy Bourbon Boys Crystal Glen Karen. Which has got some beef to it. I'm holding it, but I am getting like this raw, pure vanilla. Now we are getting dangerously close to burning out our palates and our noses because when you get into that fourth one, one you're a little, you're feeling it, especially at ten o'clock in the morning. Now, now two hours later of drinking. And it's been about three hours since but I've had breakfast. <laughs> yeah, so we're definitely feeling it. But at the same time, there's this raw, pure vanilla. It's almost like vanilla extract to me. With a little bit of caramel on that nose. And I'm trying to get the sugar cookie. I just get I, pure I like your, vanilla. And, and, and I like your point with the vanilla extract because it's... It's a strong sweet oh, at yes. first when you go to sniff, but then it's just like that overwhelming like strength. You know what I mean? Like it's very, very potent vanilla. So I like that vanilla extract comment. That's good. <clears throat> There's one other flavor in there that I can't get. Maybe it's just pure vanilla and corn. I get a little bit of an almond. It's going That's back it. to that you did, Yes. No, almond. no almond. You're, you hit it. I was trying to get it, but we use almond. There's almond extract. Yeah. Maybe amaretto. Yeah, that's a good one, too. It's, it fucking smells like amaretto. I wonder that cherry. I th- oh, there it is. You just nailed it. It's vanilla amaretto cherry. There's some cherry in there. This is That is a complex nose that you... If you work at this nose, you get some fantastic smells. Like, this is worth every single cent on smelling. All right, I'm going to eat. Oh, shit. It jumped out of my glass. What are we looking at? Oh, what is that? Oh, yeah. Look, look at it just cling <laughs> like a... It, it, this is like um, putting uh, corn <clears throat> syrup in your glass, and there's no legs because... It just clings. You see that? Are you getting even? It, it's it's dripping from the top. It's not even forming legs. Oh, there's a leg. Wow. A long. It, it's like a syrup. It's, oh it's, yeah. It's it's way it, different. It, it it takes a little while. You got some drips. There's there's a there's another method for testing viscosity, and that's after you do the nice swirl, you put your hand over the top, just like this. And that, that prevents oxygen from outside getting in. So what's in there is going to tell you how quickly it's going to form legs. So right now, <clears throat> one year, everything is beating at the top. So you're basically stuck with what's going to drip from the top down. 
That's awesome. And th- this has taken forever. Yeah. <laughs> this took forever. It sticks. It doesn't do anything. And then once you release your hand, you'll notice that the drips just start to fall down. You need to to drink this because my theory of if it tastes like shit, it still can have an unbelievable body is about to be executed. Are you telling me I'm about to taste a shit bourbon? You're about to taste a downgrade (laughs) in taste. You might think it's okay because it's, it's definitely scotchy. There is a burnt scotch char involved with this that the other ones did not have wow that is wow that the oak is overpowers everything the char overpowers everything it's bitter Woo! that's bitter but that is that is intense that just definitely like the, the wood tannins on that is strictly what comes out. See, that's the folks that there's home runs. Not, not so much like once you put it in your mouth and you kind of pull it and you kind of dip it, you get a little bit of caramel, a little I sweetness, and you're they, getting excited like, all right, this is going to be good. You go to swallow and it's just like, boom. It's just like, I just drank sawdust. And <laughs> charged sawdust with, yeah, right. with, <laughs> with strychnine added in. I mean, I honestly, no, seriously, I feel like I'm. I, 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 the difference between, like, once again, home run on the 14th. We just gave 14 a perfect bourbon score for the Scotchy yeah, Bourbon Boys. This isn't perfect bourbon to me. No. This has mm-hmm. got some major over-aging pros- problems. And uh, it's, once again, some people that, that this is their palate mm-hmm. and they love oak, don't go by. But the char is prevalent there's no there's no anything that the other three bourbons were presenting they are missing there's yeah. no bubble gum there's no orange caramel there's no there yeah. is just oak that's been burnt it's like okay so in other words you take the 14 you burn your house down and you open <laughs> the bottle while the house is burning down inside but at the last second before it burns up the fucking house is. The, they put the fire out, so some of the so so some of the water is dripping in. And it almost it, it almost has like a chalky taste on the finish. Like there's no like, creaminess whatsoever, and the finish is shit. Mm. It's shit. So like once again, we just gave it a 19. This is what your personal preference is. But seriously, let's go on this. Okay, the nose matches up with. I will give the nose a three. The nose is good. Like the nose is nice and pleasant. It's inviting. There's not a strong ethanol smell. I, that could be because this is our fourth pour, and my nose is about shot. But it's got caramel. It's got oak. You know, it's traditional. So yeah, I give this a three on the nose. This is nice and pleasant. All right, we're going to taste before buying. Okay, taste. This is a, okay. Okay, I'm going to taste. I don't like this. I'm serious. I don't like it. Drop the stick. I give it a zero on the taste. <laughs> no, seriously. Shit. Just no. No. Just there's no. no. Exactly. Just zero. No. Zero. <laughs> so three on the nose, zero on the taste. And if this was this was uh Xavier, he'd be like, This bourbon has fucked me. <laughs> You're right. He's like, Yeah, right. It's like, well, this <laughs> nose, we're really we've done this and we're going. And all of a sudden, like, holy shit. Now, once again. 
my opinion, not yours, if you like smoky, steep scotches and you can handle and you're not expecting anything from your bourbon except what it gives you, you might like this. But from my my palate, zero on the taste. And he's a scotch guy, so that face should tell you everything. Oh, okay. The taste on this one, I'm going to give you a visual example for y'all YouTubers out there. Y'all. It's like this. It's like really good, and then it just goes boom, bad. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, eh, pretty good. Boom, bad. Yeah. It's like (laughs) when you first put it in your mouth and you do the, you kind of pull it in your mouth, you got that sweetness from the nose. You got the caramel. You got a little bit of the, little bit of vanilla, a little, and there's a slight oak. But as you hold it in your mouth and kind of swish it around a little bit, if you're doing an actual tasting and not just shooting it, like if you were just shooting this, you'd probably just like caramel. Ooh, good. Heat. Ooh, (laughs) yay. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I, I I suggest anybody doing this fifteen years spending this kind of money shoot the shit out of it. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Bam! Yeah, ooh, wow, that's awesome. Just get it down. This is a bottle <laughs> kill right there. Just drink the whole but bottle if, at if once. You're, if you're tasting this to try to like taste it and kind of like progress through the taste, it just goes from like slight sweet caramely to just oak and just dry oak and just more oak burned dry oh, yes. oak. Drag and, through the and farm. Just, and then you go to swallow it, and it's like your whole mouth ooh, almost ooh. lost my almost lost my microphone. That was a 180 on your on the spin. <laughs> a 360. You go you go to swallow it, and it's just like boom, your whole mouth is just covered in this oaky sawdust burntness. And it's just it's not it's not pleasant. I think it's I got good. some cow shit in there along with horse shit. No, no, there's no cow poo in there. There's no uh, there's no strychnine. It's just horrible. really dry. It's just like it like the dryness of the oak just like bites at your tongue. It just like makes everything go like this. It just Okay. It's not pleasant. So, so what am okay. I what am I what am I bashing this with? I gave it a zero. So I I'm only giving this a one because of the sweet initial taste. There we go. So, all right. So my theory is going to be executed here. And it kills me. But I am illustrating this. The flavor that out of all these, that crappy, yucky flavor, and I'm going to sip it again. (laughs) <laughs> don't do it tiny don't do it <laughs> fills every aspect of my mouth it fills my left cheek it fills my right cheek it fills my tongue the roof of my mouth the back of my mouth the front of my mouth and underneath it this is by far one of the best bodied bourbons I've ever tasted in my life but the taste is horrible. <laughs> so I'm going to have to, I'm not going to give it a butt up up because I'm going to penalize it for the taste, but I give this body a four. That's crazy. You gave the taste of zero goose egg and the body of four. Yeah, because that whole, that's why it was so much a zero because it was everything everywhere that was horrible for me. Yeah. Other than that initial, like, as soon as you put it in your mouth, 
If you don't, sw- I mean, if you swallow it right away, then all you get is the nice caramel flavor. No. But if you hold no, it, no, I just did that last thing. You saw me do it. It's still filled. But I agree with you that the body on this is nice. Like it's thick. It's full mouth feeling. You get everywhere. top, bottom, sides. Every you get that one. I get that none. You get it everywhere. I gave it a one just because of the benefit of the doubt because I did get a no, little I bit of a it. nice caramel get, sweetness at it. first. And then it just was like, I don't know if I want to swallow this right now, and but I have to. Is and it it's just like, boom. <laughs> so the body on this one, I give a four. So you're at an eight. I'm at a seven. The finish is not as bad as the taste. There's Hi, a, Leo. Leo's back. There is a little bit of the oak left, and then there is just a hint of vanilla. Yes, my Out of the other ones, the last one was long, and they were medium. This is short to medium, so I'm happy that that horrible taste goes to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that horrible taste goes to what it goes to. All right. We're good. But, well... <laughs> I will give this a one on the finish. It gets a one. I can f- taste a little bit of vanilla. It's that that horrible taste. I don't get like I'm still getting. It has a nice hug. I'm, there's a still a nice warmth in my, you know, going down in the in my chest, whatever. But okay. but it gets I'm, a one. I'm I'm back. I can hear you. <laughs> I gave it a one. You gave it a one on the finish. Yeah, because there was some value of a clear from the terrible taste to something that was a little yeah. bit vanilla and there was a hug. Yeah, I'd have to agree. The taste or the I'm sorry, the finish isn't as bad as that back palate taste when you go to swallow and you get that sawdust and then it's like it's lingering there and then it's dry oak and then it's oak for a while. But it does clear, like you said, it does clear up. I would agree with that. Um, I don't get so much in the very long finish now that I haven't had any in a while. I don't get too much of the caramel or the oak, but there is a little bit of a vanilla that maybe even that vanilla extract taste. So I give this a one as well. So this is a 7.5. And this is what, uh, not that I have tasted any of these samples except for the tenure, but it's a good example of a bourbon for some people going too long. Well, that was some quick. How the hell did that happen? But I caught it. We don't need I that. Don't we don't need that barrel, <laughs> our barrel bashing uh, system to yeah, be right. to that. You know, we know that would have exploded. Yeah, we're already down one. We had two at one point. And this point, one's but... getting really dry. I need to moisten yeah. it up a little bit. <sighs> no. <laughs> anyways, okay, so anyways, uh, we are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys on that one. So we gave a 12 out of 18, a 12 out of 18. Uh, a 19 out of 19. 19 out of 19 and... Uh, 7.5 out of 18. Mm-hmm. A 19 out of 18. It's all out of 7.5 out of oh, 18. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So right. the, the, yeah, the difference, uh, this ex, it, this accentuates w- when a bourbon can stay 
too long in the barrel. Now, there's a lot of bourbon drinkers who like what we don't like. So just remember, this is about what you like. If you like that rich, burnt, smoky, oaky kind of thing over the top, you might like this bourbon, you know, the 15-year. The but the 14-year, if you love bourbon and what it was, man, freaking yeah, top that- of the line. I mean, if we were to tell you what bottle you needed to find, we're both telling you to find that 14-year. The other two, the at 12 uh, out of 18 and 12 out of 18, <laughs> good bourbons. Uh, no doubt about it. it but uh, that 14-year is special. So that's what we came up with the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. That 14-year definitely nailed it. It had everything that you wanted. It was sweet, oaky, caramel, bourbon, vanilla, nice, pleasant mouthfeel, thickness. Oh, yeah. Can't go wrong with the 14. The 12 wasn't bad. The 10 was a little better than the 12, which was surprising. But the 15-year was a very specific palette, like Tiny said. Yep, for sure. That's another... Uh, episode of Scotchy Bourbon Boys. I'm going to have Little Stevo take us out. Uh, remember, Little Stevo has his own album, www.littlestevo.com. Uh, check him out. You're about to hear him. And while you're hearing that, uh, Young Nose is going to take us out. So again, we are the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast. Anywhere. Oh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are there as well. And don't forget, check out our website, www.scotchybourbonboys.com. There you can check us out on all of our social media platforms. You can also get in contact with us. Or you can go ahead into our Swag Shack and check out our merchandise, the Glencairn glasses, our T-shirts, and anything that you want, Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Good day, everybody. Not good night. Hey, Scotchy Bourbon Boys fans, this is Alan Bishop, Indiana's alchemist of the Black Forest. So I'm tuning in here today to tell you all about the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute channel on YouTube. If you're at all interested in the art of distilling, whether it be home distilling or professional distilling, and the intense geekery that goes into that process, then check out the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute on YouTube. I promise you're going to learn something you didn't know before about the arts.